Welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other, so we will take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier in the hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least are entertained. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is the pristine biplane to my old barge in a desert. Aaron is here. Hello. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> good. You're uh, you're exfoliating well. Got that sand all up in you. Also very dusty. Yeah. <laughs> Elderly dusty. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Sums me up. Yep. And you're in proper working condition? More or less, yeah. I would say, yes. <laughs> I, ha- I work uh, hard, not smart. <laughs> Is that my my thing? It feels right. That feels like a World War II slogan. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love calendars, paper calendars, even though they do nothing now. Yes, very yeah. analog of yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> Need to write shit down. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I'm good. good. I'm thinking a lot about this week's movie. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I don't know how you couldn't guess it based on that, but it's, of course, Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you recently had a close encounter? A close encounter with something very unusual. Who are you? have no right to make people crazy. If this is just nerve gas, how come I know everything in such detail? I've never been here before. How come I know so much? What the hell is going on around here? Who the hell are you people? One of the longest titles. (laughs) Yes, actually, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, we're continuing our Summer of Spielberg month. Going back to this is one that uh, I feel like we both discovered as as adults. Yeah, no, yeah. I hadn't seen this uh, as a child, so this was a, a very interesting, fun watch as an adult. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it would have resonated well with me as a child. Yeah, it's really funny taking this as and like we all know Spielberg does lots of different things, but like. <laughs> The first movie, first big movie he does is Jaws, and then this, just like as the follow up of like, what? what Are you sure? (laughs) Ain't no cotton picking shark in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a very, like, you know, hyper specific locale, just like this one beach, and then like the entire universe (laughs) and what that means. (laughs) All right. Ping pong in between the extremes. (laughs) That's our boy, Stevie. It kind of is. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to mention, so 77, same year as Star Wars. Uh, right. Lucas like came to set because they were kind of like shooting at the same time near oh, each other. Weird. So they like had a gentleman's agreement after meeting so much that they each thought each other's movie was going to do better. So they, uh, <laughs> they made a bet of like whoever did better would have to share with the other person 2.5% of the profits. <gasps> of the movie? That... In perpetuity. Oh, no. Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> well, George. Um, <laughs> Spielberg won that yeah, one. Guess whose kids you're putting through college. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Uh, it's just very funny to me, like, two, for, for just being, like, bare-bones-ass sci-fi things. Yeah. Looking at them through that lens of, like, oh, the most different so. kind of space movies you could have yeah. in the same year. That's great. I love that. You, you had a glut to choose from, for sure. Mm-hmm. That is very funny. Just, like... 
I mean, I, I have said this in the past, and I will continue to say it. Like, Star Wars shouldn't be good. No, it shouldn't, yeah. Uh, there are 40 movies exactly like it that are awful mm. in a, you know, in a fun way. Like, it, yeah. it's just fun. It's just, like, space fun pulp. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, like, hit at the exact right time. Just fun craftsmanship really, like, yeah. elevated it. And, yeah, so I could see them being like, well, both of our movies are equally goofy. Like, it'll, <laughs> it's, you know, what's 2.5 of a million dollars? Like, yeah. it's fine. That's 2.5 million. Lose, yeah. ah. I fucking like that quick math. Yeah, didn't even need a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, <laughs> 2.5 million is 2.5% of a million? Fuck. Oh, no. I thought you said 100 million. I handed this to you. This we is... rehearsed this. <laughs> I'm exposing you live. Oh, no. No. Yeah. I do like that. What a, what a cute gentleman's agreement. Yeah. Did they write it down? Is Spielberg, like, still collecting? I, I was, like, reading some stuff that I don't know how old it was. It wasn't, like, recent, but it, mm. like, it definitely got into this millennia. So I assume the <laughs> Disney deal uh, oh, yeah. kicked Spielberg off of the gravy yeah. train. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he was really hanging on by his fingernails at that point. Yeah. Riding those coattails. What else has he done? Come on. Name me 40 movies. Uh, talk about the range, too. Like, yeah, 1993 puts out Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Yeah. Like, just. Yeah, that's been making the rounds a lot right now. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about Jurassic Park, as you do, and just being like, what else was there? Oh, fucking. Oh. Another. Total like world ender from Spielberg. Yeah. That's that's a blind spot for me. I gotta get around. Maybe this month yeah. will be the time that I watch Schindler's List. I feel like yes, it's yeah. You sit down, you prep yourself, you you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about this. One sure of the reasons are. that uh, Spielberg uh, made this little bet was because he they hadn't gotten to editing it, but he still says that like the last the back half like thirty minutes of of Close Encounters is the hardest he has ever had in movie I'm, making. I'm not surprised. Which makes it, yeah, you're inventing yeah. tons of special effects and you're like, uh, just look up <laughs> and react to things yeah. and nobody's ever done that before in movies. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. The, the best you can get are like the, you know... <sighs> Like bugs on a postcard of the the Empire State Building yeah. level effects. Of yeah, like, so I'll be look like, up there. Oh, like so in it's Western gonna look films. like shit. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just so like don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. After Jaws, to yeah. be like this was the hardest fucking thing. But he the concept for this uh, pre uh, dated Jaws. This hmm. is one of the first like fully written out things he had done, oh, and not okay. like fully written out, but like. A um, concept, yeah. Fully of yeah. I want to do a UFO movie. Like okay. that was what he came in to showbiz wanting to do. Nice. So okay, get to do it for your follow up to your <laughs> debut. That's pretty good. Nice. Of course, he directed it. He gets credit for writing it, but it was essentially written by Paul Schrader. Um, oh. And right. uh, a bunch of other people that don't get credit are John Hill, David Geiler, Hal Barwood, Matthew Robbins, and Jerry Belson. Paul okay. Schrader took his name off because he was like, "It's been so modified beyond what I originally oh. wrote." by all these other writers who also didn't do enough to actually get credit. So the, him and Spielberg are just like, yeah, just put your name on it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, I don't care. Yeah. Which, that's a big Paul Schrader move. Just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. I cannot get a beat on that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, we've got Richard Dreyfus and Terry Garr and Melinda Dillon, Francois Truffaut Woo. in the only time he's in front of the camera on a movie that's not his own movie. Yes, yeah. His and only, like, Hollywood movie, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Bob Balaban, of course. <laughs> a bearded I, Bob Balaban. I know. 
is a ton of fun to say. I always forget. <laughs> Everyone looks so 70s in this movie oh, yeah. that I really, I have trouble recognizing Bob Melvin. Until but he starts talking, great. you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and also featuring Jeff Self as the tuba voice of the mothership. Nice. <laughs> Spielberg had a, did he have like a best friend tuba player in no, this time of his life? It's not the same guy as Jaws. Really? Yeah, it's a oh. different tubist. <laughs> All right. They were just, you know, <laughs> so this is the, the Dana Scully effect of tubas, where it's like you see Jaws and you're like, I want to do that. <laughs> Inspired so many young tubers. little tubers. <laughs> They're underground a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get a ton of sun. Uh, there's also, I really like, uh, we, I didn't see him this time, but there's a Carl Weathers in there as an MP. Yeah, that's right. There's a tiny Lance Henriksen back there. Yeah, he really, like, Lance Henriksen has a face that stands out. Yeah, he's just... I don't know what that character is meant to be it's not or do, be, he's but, just like... An extra. Yeah, but he's <laughs> in the scene, like, capital I. That skull is there. <laughs> Coming at you. And, of course, uh, music by John Williams, of course. Yes. He's not famous at this point. I love what yeah. this movie does. Well, I guess he's famous because of Jaws now, but, like, sure. what this movie does for, like... He's not the biggest name yet, so all of the music is so backloaded. Like, you get no big, huge, symphonic yeah. stuff until the very end, because, like, nobody's sitting there and going, like, ooh, a John Williams score. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it kicks in soon. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Pioneering VFX by Douglas Trumbull. Indeed. Yeah. So a Strong uh, cast. Very strong cast and crew. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it then. In the Sonoran Desert, French scientist Claude Lacombe, which is such a great French name. Yep. <laughs> uh, his American interpreter, David Laughlin, which I don't think I knew his name until I saw it written down. I don't think it ever comes up, no. <laughs> and a pile of other researchers discover a flight of planes that went missing in World War II, which I love this opening for so many, many, many reasons. It's awesome. Uh, like, all the planes are in perfect condition. It feels very much like... Uh, Chris Carter's watching this and like, hey, I'm going to start <laughs> oh a bunch god, of... Oh my god, totally. Yeah. <laughs> cold open. This is just a cold open for a UFO Yep, yep, episode. this is the cold open of an X-Files, for yep. sure. Somewhere. Exactly this. But all the, like, no one can hear each other, it's so windy, nobody can speak the same language, nobody's doing, here doing the job they're meant to be doing. Like, nobody's job is yeah, UFO true. guy. No, that's a, true, yeah. A map guy, a French scientist... Technician question, question marks? mark? Like, what are they doing there in the first place? What is this group? I, I think I eventually put it together that Lacombe is like a UFO guy. Yeah, I think that's he's the yeah. only guy. He's the UFOlogist. <laughs> if that's how you pronounce that, kind of allied the O. Anyway. And the local army just called the UN to be like, we found yeah, your planes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> come get your shit, I guess. Like, We're not a dump. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a cool, like, uh, this this movie rides the line between like you know UFO I don't know craze is that the right word like that yeah, that's so. that sort of started to be a thing like early seventies yeah. like people are aware of what they're watching when you go to see the movie called Close Encounters of the Third Kind and yeah. like you've seen the poster and whatever but it does it doesn't it doesn't leave you to be like, oh, okay, I understand where we're going with this, and then the characters have to catch up, and you just have to watch them catch up to where you are already. Yeah. You're, you're, it also makes no sense to you, the viewer, what exactly is going on, or why, or how. Yeah, and but they give you the UFOs early enough that you're like, oh, so we've all seen these now. Yeah, yeah, Now yeah. let's try and figure out what the deal try is. Try and bring it all together. But to your point of uh, people knowing what it is, all the, like, the really... Uh, <laughs> 
can't think of a more smart way to say realistically shot stuff. Like the there's a lot of the conference stuff with the public later on about UFOs and all that. Sure. Uh, it's all based on like real televised stuff. So like there was oh, a sure. hearing on UFOs and they're trying to channel that in those scenes. Okay, sure. I know that Truffaut's character is based on a real person oh. in the 70s who was researching UFOs. Okay. So it's very it's much... very zeitgeisty. Yeah, like... Okay. You'd, you'd know, pulled you'd from know the headlines. What, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Based on a true story. You'd know what you were looking at when yeah. you see these, like, hearings and, yeah, okay. But I do, so I, just to go back to, like, these opening scenes, yeah. I love all the overlap. Like, nobody can understand each other and it I just know. automatically, like, oh, this is a movie about communication. Yeah. It's just, yes. <laughs> this. Nailing it. Yeah. This is the Robert Altman movie that Robert Altman <laughs> did not direct. Yes. Just like, what did he say? Turn on the subtitles. I can't fucking understand anyone in this movie. It's really good. I do, like, we both speak passable French. Um, you much more than me, but yeah. Yeah. I can't. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm actually losing out mm. of the, like, the confusion. Because there's a ton of French that isn't subtitled. When they're yeah. just chatting to each other or, like, shouting orders or whatever. Yeah. And I know what they're saying. And it's, I do feel like I lose out a little bit on, like, humble break. But, um. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so hard for you uh, watching Close Encounters. I understand too much. Like, I don't know if you've ever. <laughs> yeah. But I, no, totally agree. This is such a good, like, even... I have a literal list of these because it's so mm. fascinating to me. This movie is just about like trying to communicate and like put into words the experience of the human brain and like mm. how do you do that and and even like um, the the interpreter whose name I've already forgotten again. David. David. We can just call him Bob Balaban. That's yeah, Bob. Um, he's a cartographer and that is a map guy. Map man. And isn't map making just. Think of a thing, like an experience you have in real life of, like, the road goes up. Like, how do you translate that into a written symbology? Like, mm. maps are translations yeah, of the really real are. world. and It's interpreting, yeah, interpreting to communicate with exactly. the layman. Yeah. Yes, and, like, turning it into, like, its base elements of, like, what's the lowest common denominator of <laughs> things that people will, under like, look at and understand. and You know what I mean? Yeah, like... What's uh, given the this base kind of... element of experiencing this area? How yeah. do I translate that? But I feel like what's done so well in this, you get the air traffic controller scene right mm -hmm. near the beginning too. Yeah. That is perfect thing where like, I do not understand a single thing anybody is saying, but I understand exactly what's happening. Yeah, you know what they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. You're translating like, he's just yelling numbers into a headset. Yeah. But you know what he's trying to communicate and there's like tone of voice and there's the, the symbols on the screen. Visual and, cues, yeah. You know, yeah, it's I so love it. good. Yeah, every single fucking piece of this movie is just like people trying to get something across to someone else. Just like every man is an island. Like no one really understands how anyone else is experiencing like intaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just in this fucking UFO movie about <laughs> alien abductions. Like it's it's so it's so interesting. Uh, cutting to like. And then you get into the, like the metaphor of it. You go to mm. meet Roy Neary and the Neary family. Yes. And the like. You can tell nobody's communicating because it's so fucking loud. Yeah. And nobody, like, nobody, know, like, Roy has his own internal life that nobody else gives a shit about. Yeah. And in turn, he gives not a shit about his family. Like, that's so, no yeah. one can connect even though we're faced with each other 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, what hope do you have for aliens if you cannot have a conversation with somebody sitting in the same room as you? Yep. And, like, Dan, him being, with. like... 
we got to watch Pinocchio. Pinocchio is great. And everyone's like, no, it's not. Yeah. And so like, no, he's just trying to communicate his feelings through exactly. a little cartoon wooden boy. <laughs> As we all do. Yeah. It's not about the movie. It's yeah. about Roy wanting to have that experience and like feel those feelings yeah. and like... This is the shorthand for that. And a little tiny detail that I also love is like he's, yeah, he's sitting there. He's trying to help his kid with their homework, mm-hmm. um, fractions. And again, <laughs> fractions are just a way of representing uh, on yeah. paper like a concept. And so he translates that into like, okay, we've got the model trains. Like, you know, we're trying to do like two sixths or something. Uh, right? Yeah, I think it even goes to one third. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. If, if uh, you know. 20 meters of the train that's 60 meters long or like a third of the train is over the tracks how far do i have to push it back so mm-hmm. that the the other train can clear the tracks or whatever like yeah. he's trying to like make this a tangible thing for for his kid yeah. to gotten onto Lives are on the line. yeah it's <laughs> so funny he's very like yeah i really enjoy dreyfus in these like this and jaws and i'm sure we'll talk about it but like he's got this like in this movie especially, obviously, but he's got this energy where you're like, he's about to snap at any moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just got so much, like, stuff going on internally, like you said, and it's just, there's no outlet for it at all. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's no way to communicate what his actual wants and needs are. And I mean, yeah. it's the 70s, so of course it's the white man is the center of sure, these conversations. Sure. But, but it, it is... I feel like you can put anybody onto that. Like, they're... Yeah. We have all, at times in our lives, felt like, I can't make Put words to this thing. I cannot articulate this thing. Yes. And that's, uh, then you go. And then you put the Spielberg layer on top of it of like, okay, now take five people who can't communicate and make a nuclear family out of that. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Good luck, guys. Uh, I'm trying to like, I'm also trying to put, so we also have Barry, the child, who. Yes, uh, Barry. (laughs) Imagine looking at your child and being like, Barry. It's short for Barreled, right? (laughs) I have to assume. Uh... That we, the, I guess he sees an alien pretty early on that right. is raiding his fridge. Yeah. Um, those creepy nighttime shots. I, lo- yeah. I love all that stuff. But, like, there's something about the child who also can't communicate. But, like, yeah. there's a layer of fascination and wanting to, like, he doesn't, he doesn't even give his mom the time of day. Just, like, running no. outside. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> like, he's being raised in a rural area. I guess maybe that's normal mm. for the 70s for the time. But, yeah. He's yeah. a free-range child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, does not own a pair of shoes for sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I really do like the that's such a like pulpy horror movie. All all the shots with like the aliens mm. trying to get to Barry. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah, and like this this now feels like it's not hack, but it's it's just it's been done so much now oh, that sure. I don't know if it was really done a lot before this, but the the scene of all his electronics and toys coming yeah. on. So cool yeah. and Here's where you separate your Spielbergs from your not Spielbergs, because I feel like you can do the scene, you're like, yeah, I get it, whatever, go on. Okay, something weird is happening. But it is, like, to your point of it being, like, a little horror movie, it's so, like, full of kind of menace, but also yes. you do, like, you want him to go out there. It's not It's not a, like, no, don't, child. No, like, oh, there's what? the curiosity. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so Famously very good for cats. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. no. <laughs> uh, but it, and it per- perfectly, like, sets up all the power outages that start to happen. Yes, of like, yeah. oh, okay, we now have the shorthand for an alien's around, electronics gonna break. Totally, yeah. yeah. There's great. something up with the electrical field. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and there is. And Roy Neary is an electrician. I 
Yeah. Take it. Like a line guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's where I don't know anything about city planning. So I'm like, yeah, he's just out in his <laughs> truck. He's going to go screw the knob on the... Flip the switch on... And makes yeah. everybody happy. Civil service. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he has to go out into the wilderness and so many, like, mega iconic... God, there's so many iconic shots throughout the whole thing. The thing I'm trying to get to is between Barry's home and Roy driving around in the night sky, there's so many... Very cool shots of a really bright night sky and just like a single dot moving. Yes, it. you can see them the whole time. Yeah. I didn't really realize until a rewatch. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very cool where you can be like, oh, well, I, that's probably like a satellite or something. And like, oh, no, now well, it's we can, yeah. lining up with all of the bad stuff. Yeah. Going. yeah. <laughs> There's always a little moving dot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And we get the, the sunburn. Uh, bit which that's a like my first time watching this I remember being like this makeup's really bad as it went oh. on and then somebody draws attention to it like oh it's unprecedented oh wait okay <laughs> he leans half his face out the truck yeah. yeah yeah and here's where we get into can't articulate the fascination of the obsession of him immediately cutting mm. to like waking his family up in the night and oh my god I would do exactly this <laughs> I would totally do exactly this like he's yeah. seen a flying object that made all the like pens and crap in his in his truck levitate yeah. and like yeah I would I would wake everybody up and be like we're all going out to this hole right the fuck now you have to see this because it's cool it's so fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> and you're right about it like there's a there's a certain air of like uncertainty for sure mm-hmm. but there's not menace really it's just yeah. this like like insatiable curiosity of like mm-hmm. i just have to know what that was like you all have to experience it and then we have to form an idea together mm-hmm. you gotta like you gotta bounce your experience off of other people for it to really become real yeah you know what i mean you have to share it that's a really good way of putting it that, yeah. that's because that's what he's looking for yeah he's looking for the validation and like the building of that experience and the like yeah i think that talking to this time uh, skipping way ahead at the mm-hmm. end when they're seeing the UFOs, yeah. and he's doing a lot of, like, tell me you see that. Right, right. Which feels very, like, quippy for now, but, like, <laughs> he's, it's a heartfelt, like, I need someone else to say that I'm not crazy. Yeah, like, I need to know that I'm experiencing the same thing that you are, and yeah. we're, like, sharing this, yeah, not feel alone in, in the experience. Oh, yeah. not feel alone in the universe. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. It's about aliens. <laughs> yes. So he, he, like, I think you're right. This is where he starts, like, branching off from the family unit because they just won't get on board. Yeah. Yep. And I, like, as part of the obsessions, the thing that I didn't realize, like, going to my personal view of the world and all that, I knew the, like, the Simpsons episode where Homer, <laughs> right. the clown college, mashed potato, big top tent. What a sentence. This is how, like, when this scene started happening, I was like... Uh, oh, they're oh, okay. They're worried it. about him. I see. This is such again very classic Spielberg. Like, the, it's so sad mm. to watch. Like, they're th- him obsessing about this vision that he's having, and like, no, the aliens are real, and like dragging his family all over town to these hearings and this. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's indistinguishable from a manic episode. Yeah, like he's having, as far as anyone realistically knows, that he's having a mental break. And there is specifically, I didn't do a lot of reading on this, but it's specifically mirroring what uh, I don't know what war Americans were up to at that time, but uh, one of them. Um, and 
it uh, the name like PTSD hadn't been a thing like a oh. thing that you called it yet. It was okay. called like Gulf War syndrome or something like that. Oh, sure, sure. But sure. Roy nearly is written to have that. Like that's ah. what he's going through. Oh wow! So a lot of people like at, at the time it was used as an example of like, oh, you're feeling this. You might have seen. You need this. to get help. Yeah. Like okay. this is you are experiencing manic episodes and all oh, this. God. You are having okay. a mental health crisis. Right, this isn't right. your fault. Right. Yeah. This is happening to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, and there's so many, like, he says repeatedly, like, he's, like, sobbing half the movie. He's like, I'm scared. I just need someone to, like, can you put your arms around me, please? Like, he needs grounding and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a feedback loop of, like, I'm here, I'm real, I'm not, like, you know, this, I'm still a person and my family still loves me. And he's just not getting that feedback. And I think it's because it's something that's not recognizable to the family. So everybody's having different reactions to new stuff they're all seeing so like it's the same event and they're all interpreting it differently and and it's so sad to watch it's just like incredibly heartbreaking like the kids crying at the dinner table because they're seeing their dad crying and like you remember like the first time you saw an adult in your life cry is like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh foundations of world crumbling what do i do yeah i'm sad now too oh my god yeah can't figure out why yeah i don't have the language to express it exactly (gasps) yeah but it is almost a like you know the kid is crying and mirroring him and like, oh, this is sad. This is, mm. I am feeling the right emotion. Like, he almost gets a little bit of validation out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Because I do take the kid's reactions as, as like, n- like it's a pure negative thing. Uh, sure. Her, and, but, like, it would, you know, <laughs> in 30 years and a lot of therapy, that would probably be very well-adjusted <laughs> uh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, the mashed potatoes is so iconic, though. Yes. It's it's such a, like, it's everywhere. You just cannot escape it, and your brain is just rewiring itself now, and like, oh, I'm on a path. It's so, like, God, the the amount of effort put, like, you already said, Dreyfus is so goddamn good in this, but Mm. the, like, the weird little obsessive things that start out with him being like, oh, this is really familiar, right? Like, I know I've seen this, too, like, going from that to I have to try and recreate this is such a, like... A good, like, it's such a well-communicated leap that he, yes, yeah. that, that you can tell him, like, he gets the same, like, far-off look in his eyes. Yes. It's yeah. so good. Well, I don't know, I mean, this might be, like, specific to me or to creative people generally, like, people Ooh, who so work in, uh, a creative so person, are you? <laughs> People in the creative fields. <laughs> Um, where you're like, I'm so close to representing this correctly. Or like, if you draw or you paint or you make music or you, you know. Or you write or like, yes, like, or you make movies. Like, oh, like, I know I can see it in my head and I just can't like bend the physical world to represent it correctly. All you're ever going to get is a representation of what is in your head. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what he's struggling with here. It's a very like actors on actors, you know, (laughs) type of type of tack to take but like he knows what he's seeing he's Mm -hmm. seeing it perfectly yes but the physical world just can't quite like he doesn't have the tools to and the skills to like 
build that in real life and yeah. it's driving him crazy he's like oh i know what if i tried it this way ah, mm-hmm. so close mm-hmm. like just the closer he gets the worse it gets almost instead of better like there's this real accelerationist thing building like it's this frustration building up yeah that every step that gets him closer is just like but it's still not fucking right i yeah. thought this would be the one thing exactly that did yeah. like okay well just try one more thing <laughs> ah, fuck so much closer it's almost perfect yeah. i can't stop now you know yeah, yeah i feel like that's a very familiar feeling for people in the creatives very much yes yeah. Ooh boy the memories are flooding back <laughs> Ooh, baby <laughs> this is our ptsd yes, now i am having a mental health crisis <laughs> uh, <laughs> i wanted to get off roy for just a second sure. uh, and talk about the little trip that uh, our scientists make over yes. to india yeah where we northern india yeah, yeah it's supposed to be uh Dharamsala, I can't pronounce okay. I do not have the language behind it. Mm. But um yeah, it's in northern India that they're sure. supposed to be. Uh and they hear the five tone musical phrase yeah. that is a big big goddamn thing in this. And this is beyond diegetic music that's just happening in the background. This is the first tonal thing that mm. happens in the movie, which right. I think is so goddamn good. Like, there's a lot of soundtracky stuff that happens. Sure, sure. But it's very atmospheric. A lot of, like, oh, creepy horror yeah. string section or whatever, yeah. Very dissonant things. Like, there's not a tune by any measure. Like, the closest you can no. say is, like, you might recognize a couple notes that are like, oh, that's a... I heard that a little bit before, but it's not, like, sure. a melody or anything. No, it's yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first, the first like, full shot of tonal music that you get. Nice. Um, and, like, the next little bits you get a little bit when uh, the military is rolling out a little bit later. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. To be, like, it's very militant sounding. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> but then the next, the only time that the soundtrack goes, like, full-ass tonal... <laughs> is, that's my <laughs> that's musical theory it, yeah. analysis. Yeah. Uh, is when... Um, uh, after Roy and Jillian see the Devil's Tower on TV. Oh, yeah, right. right and it's like, right. oh, it's real. Yes. Like, the idea makes sense now. And yes. then, like, everything to the end is incredibly tonal music. Yeah. Such a cool, like, little little way to get, I like, get these ideas across. Yes, like. yeah. Well, the, it's really, they're linking it with this, like, again, the, the thing is being represented. Like, this is how you learn, right? This is how the human brain learns, yeah. is it takes, like, okay, this sound and this smell and this experience, like, mm. kinesthetically, these all mean this thing. And so you can approach it from the sound or from the sight or mm. from the feeling. And it'll lead you to the same, like, memory or skill or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I, it's such a good, like, it feels like everything weaves together really well. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I also like that. I like when the military's rolling out and we get a shot of Piggly Wiggly. Is that the name of the truck? <laughs> yeah. Is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're doing like a false flag thing or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do enjoy also that uh, the military has to clear everybody out. Oh, we, mm. we skipped over a little bit. Like the yeah. reason they're rolling out is because they... They have broadcast. been receiving this signal. Yeah. yeah, they're broadcasting the five tones, being like, yeah, we got it. Uh, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> next, next piece. And they get what turn out to be coordinates yeah. back. And the coordinates are also like a very like cartography translation thing mm-hmm. of like, they can't quite figure it out at first because they're math people. They're like computer people. They can only look at things from one direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their framework is, what does this number mean? What is 104? Yeah. And then the cartographer... Uses you know, the power of map making, yeah. his superpower. <laughs> this is a real, like, puff piece for cartography in general. Yeah, this was financed by the yeah, cartography. Big industry. cartography. <laughs> Stepped in it. 
And uh, yeah, and just like, okay, well, what could numbers represent? What could numbers mean? Mm. We use numbers to represent a physical location. Yeah. And so they finally like, oh, these are coordinates. Okay, let's roll out. Yeah. And they have this whole talk about like, okay, what what is guaranteed to get people out of the area? Like, we know some shit is going to go down. We need the area cleared. Like, what's the one thing no one would be able to like you know say yeah. no to like they'll be so scared of they'll have to leave like poison air air will kill you like well we know that's not true <laughs> do we which is why they have to roll out carl weathers the mp to... yes yeah <laughs> i think what's the line like there's always some joker who thinks he's immune yep. <laughs> uh, <sighs> thank you spielberg <laughs> stop anyway. being prescient yeah kind of know anyway so yeah good stuff going down it is going down and the yeah that devil's tower mountain that is like the coolest goddamn mountain did i hear them say something i didn't know looking into this but like teddy roosevelt built it what oh i meant to look into this too i don't know maybe it's like part of a you know what like a parks project yeah because teddy roosevelt did a lot of parks projecty stuff sure so maybe he protected it or something oh okay like it's a natural formation but now it's an official park or something it's very cool it yeah. is very cool i could see yeah, looking yeah. at that and being like you know what let's not uh let's go, not go near that and goddamn like it's so hard to like actually portray a eureka moment really convincingly in in movies but yeah. the bit where roy's like okay i'm shutting this down yeah I'll he's getting a call from his wife yeah like, i got fired from my job like okay and he rips off the top of the the sculpture and you can see his face like i fucking did it i cracked the code and i think it comes right on the heels of them figuring out the map thing too something like that so it's this like it's crystallizing everywhere which feels so like yeah there's real lip service paid to the idea of mental telepathy is used as like a joke at some point (laughs) but like it feels like this is a like this idea is germinating in everybody yeah yeah it does feel like the aliens just sort of like crop dusted yes. an entire country and we're like okay you know anybody like no, it's free all free for all <laughs> they, it's in india it's they true, true, talk true, about true. it occurring in other places around yeah. the world too it feels very like uh what? <laughs> let's just throw some shit at the wall and see i don't know sticks. who's gonna who's gonna come up with a good yeah 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 again like the human brain that's how they learn they approach it they it approaches it from different angles yeah. and Oh, that, there's an in there, and that opens up so many other options. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could sculpt, you could draw. I love the bit that, like, Roy knows the, the tower a little better than the others because they were drawing it, and he was sculpting it. Yeah. That's such a, a good bit. And I love that. Like, don't worry, there's a ravine. Like, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I know, because you were working in 2D. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, like, the representation, the tools for representation, like, just not quite as sophisticated oh, yeah. as you needed them to That's be. That's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Changing tax completely. I oh. want to talk about uh, when Barry gets abducted. Oh, yes, of course. That, the scariest shit in the world. Oh, my God. the <laughs> It is so viscerally terrifying yes. to me. I don't it's, know how... Like, this is one of those unmatched kind of moments. Yeah. In, like, the... Always tense. Yeah. This is seared into my brain forever because... Like, and I only... I feel like maybe four or five years ago is the first time I saw this. Yeah. So, like, that... Coming to it that late, and it's like it's almost fifty years old. This and it's movie. been replicated so, so much. much, and like yeah. But the the palpable like the kid does not understand what's happening because he's a child. Yes. The mother doesn't understand what's happening either, but we all know what she's feeling. Yes. So clearly, and that the shot of Barry opening the front door and that red light oh, coming boy. in. Oh boy! Like the red light 
coming down to like his level uh, to look him in the face. Upsetting. Very upsetting. And I love, uh, I don't know what this was part of, but there's, uh, you know, Spielberg gets interviewed all the time for stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked him to like, what if, if you had like one shot that summed up your entire career, what would it be? And he's like, it's Barry holding the knob oh, of the door open up. with the red light shining in his yeah. face. It's like, yeah, it <laughs> no, is. No, that tracks. Yep. <laughs> Destroying a family, yeah. uh, <laughs> Guess sci-fi what? nuts. You're not safe in your shitty little, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, suburb home or whatever. They're not in a uh, suburb. But yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's this, so good. It's such a good, like, again, you know, show, uh, don't show. Scarier, it's scarier if you don't show them. Yes. Is a yeah. lesson he clearly learned very well because it's Big such time. a, just a, okay, it can, like, form a, a light, a directional beam of light, mm-hmm. but also it can crawl down a... a smokestack and mm-hmm. it can unscrew the screw it can come up from the basement and like get it does it have fingers is it just a for like what the fuck are you experiencing and there's just no way to like given the experiences that you're having with it there's no way to categorize what it is and it's i love so scary having the little seed of oh they've already been in this house before yeah an extra layer of like well they're gonna get in yeah like there's no way they're not <laughs> they're getting coming in, in. <laughs> yeah it's just like, oh, you're so under-equipped. It's such a good, like, there's no, you're not on the same playing field. <laughs> I want to take a second for uh, not showing things uh, entirely. Yeah. So the ending of the movie, when we see the aliens, right. it's, they're all very blurry, and you get a couple close-up yeah, shots. Yeah, very like, that's, backlit. That's, that's a mask, okay. Yeah, okay, don't look too close. <laughs> this is a story about, um, I didn't write his name down, very famous cinematographer that cinemati- cinematographed this. Um, <laughs> that's what we call it. Uh-huh. Uh, movie, he, like, doing these ending shots, mm. making it very bl- blurry, very backlit and all that. And a, like, a low-down studio person saw the footage and was like, this looks like shit, it's all blurry, you gotta focus it. So uh, they sent it back to the lab and got it redone and it came back like, these aliens look awful, what are we mind. spending this money on? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> We're spending the money on a good cinematographer who yeah. understands how it's gonna come out. <laughs> Never have so a fucking funny. clue. But I, yeah, that that's... The the Barry abduction bit, it's... Oh. I remember it's... It's one of those things that the idea of it is so scary. Yes. That I remember it much scarier than it actually is when we watched. Like, <laughs> I remember fair. that red light being, like, crimson. Like, it is washing out everything. That I feel like if it was something shot that Spielberg shot in the last ten years, it would be like that. But right, right. I don't know. You I'm, can tell what his his vision was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I like this version of it more than if it was today. Yeah. Like, the, just the way it's shot. I'm, I'm going to be one of those, like, back in the 70s, we knew how to... No, I, we knew how movies worked. Yeah. I was not born, so I can't... <laughs> <laughs> Don't put yourself in this discussion. It's Vilma Sigmund, the yes. the guy who did, like, Blowout and The Long Goodbye, Deliverance, like, some really, just really menacing fucking shots. He knows how to... <laughs> he knows how to make you uncomfortable. A man who knows about cinematographs. Mm, so close. <laughs> I'm going to make a catch on. <laughs> Cinematography, yes. Yeah, Barry abduction. So now Barry's gone. Yeah. Doesn't seem upset about it. And this was a thing that um, when they were writing all this, and I don't, there's so many fingers in the screenplay that I don't Mm. know who did what, but Barry getting abducted was like the last major thing that got added in. Oh. Because there was a lot of like, yeah, it's a good movie, but like, where are the stakes? What do we care? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, 
And yeah. I can see that, especially it's the second movie this guy's sure. putting out. You, you got to have like a hook like that. Yeah. So it was suggested. They're like, yeah, that that's great. Let's do it. I, and I mean, it's such a classic. Like maybe maybe it was already kind of a. Cl- I don't know, but like it is now. You know, mm. oh, the. I mean, this is just Fox Mulder's backstory. Like you're at <laughs> home, and the kid wanders out the door and is abducted by aliens and never. Or, I don't know what we ended up saying it was by like season nine, but you know. It's just such a classic now, and it's such a pulp thing to yeah. be like, my child was kidnapped, I'm on a you know a mission to get them back. Like It's just so basic and yeah. obvious, but it it's what is needed. Because yeah. originally written, Jillian is in it. Like There's, there's stuff sure. about Barry and the child, but like Barry doesn't get abducted. Mm. And it's just Roy on his own at the end running through it. It yeah. doesn't work as good at all. No, so, I don't. Yeah. He needs, again, he needs that like grounding to be yeah. like, okay, this per- person is also experiencing the same thing. I'm not just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been kind of jumping around a lot, but no, you no, want to talk no. about the when they get to the Devil's Tower at the end? Yeah, we've yeah. broadly, yeah. So now they both have a reason, like, you know, Roy has figured out this is what I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Jillian has also figured it out, but, like, I need to get my kid back. Oh, this is where he'll be. Thank God for cable news. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> Love that. Love that constant TV on in the background. And I like, this is, I feel like this is something that gets ramped up in other sci-fi movies like this. The fact that the military is here and they're just getting in the way of everything. They're not like an actively, like, sure, they're, they're, they're kind of allowing all of this to happen, but they're not actively, like, sabotaging stuff. Like, they still want to meet with the aliens, they still want the to military. talk to the aliens and all yeah. that. But they're, the military is like, well, we can't have civilians. Well, we can't have these people that clearly are being telepathically linked to the aliens coming. That because clearly have something to do with, yeah. Yeah. It feels... It feels like a germ of an idea that gets explored in, like, 80s cinema is very much about, like... Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's very, like, you know, I don't know how oh, shocking it would have been at the time, but, like, the idea that the government is actively, like, holding a board meeting right now to be like, okay, how can we lie to our <laughs> constituents? I Maybe that was, like, whoa, at the time. Um, Watergate was around... The, like, it would have... Yeah. It happened already, yeah. right? So... This but that's idea one of, guy. Like, that's not the institution. No, 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 for yeah. sure. But now that's called into question, right? Yeah. Like, oh my god, they could just lie to. Us. They have the resources to like lie to us at any time. And like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of get how conspiracy theorists get started. Like, they do have the resources <laughs> and they do hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. Hence the Piggly Wiggly truck. <laughs> I love the shot of, like, they eventually, you know, they get to the Devil's Tower and they're trying to, like, find their way through or whatever. And the Bigly Wiggly truck out the back of it is coming, like, Lockheed Martin boxes. <laughs> so good. There's so many little digs that I feel like, I don't know if Spielberg means it, like, means it because he's such a, like, wholesome mm, kind Dad type. Yeah, where he's, like, I don't know if it's by accident he's making the, like, capitalism supports the military industrial kind of, Like, if he's doing that on purpose or... Yeah. I feel like with Spielberg it might be more of a, like, look how, like, soothing and part of your childhood Piggly Wiggly treats containing something deadly. He's seeking you know? side yeah. missiles. <laughs> Chocolate coated! <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might be. Like, he's almost there. Yeah. He's just uh, he's approaching it. I, could, I totally feel as though he would know I gotta censor it a little bit so that the studios don't fuck with it. Right. I could see that. Or I yep. could also see, like, I don't know, I'd put it in the movie. I don't movie, care. Cause yeah. Whatever. Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they so they make it to this site and... God, I love every shot of that mountain. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so much. Yeah. Again, it's this, like, it's scary, but not in a way that makes you want to, like, turn and run. Like, yeah, oh, it's I like... I gotta find out what's scary about it. <laughs> otherworldly for forbidding as opposed to, like, 
actively. Yeah. The mountain's not going to like fall on you or anything like that. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's very cool. It's it's a sense of like one of the things I do love about this movie is the sense of scale. Again, these yeah. night sky shots of like you can see so many stars and they're so bright and like what if there's life on every single one of those? Yeah. And like this tower just exists on the planet. It's just in Wyoming. You can drive <laughs> there. Like, you know, it's it's just like, oh, it's so cool that we live on this planet with this type of intense like this activates something in our mm. brains that's just cool yeah i just think that's cool i think it's very cool and the <laughs> thing i was gonna add is looking at the night sky and be like oh all these could have life on it but like any one of them just might start moving yeah like, oh no <laughs> oh, oh it's probably it's fine but yeah <laughs> a little thrill yeah so we see all of our ufo uh rave happens with all yeah. of <laughs> uh, one of the reasons i was bringing up the berry abduction stuff that's the mm. first time we see the cloud tank special oh that's effect. true that Those, rules why don't we do that in every goddamn I movie don't know. it is the coolest looking effect it's i love it so, so much like thick and like it, you can tell it's got speed there's like a yeah. vector to it i love that effect so it's much it's so goddamn cool maybe looking. you might be going into it but you know how they made it no i have no idea i this is one of those things i read but i was yeah. just like those are just words <laughs> i don't go in my brain <laughs> as far as i understand it it's that they like you have a tank of water and then you so far okay yep <laughs> understand the concept of tank of water and you pour like colored paint into it okay and so the the billowing and the rippling and then you just remove the water so okay. the the rippling and the is is the paint like going into the water and hitting the bottom of the tank and spreading outwards and that sort of oh. fluid dynamics thing of it roiling through the water because it's a different weight or a different uh like consistency yeah density or whatever. density yeah. yeah it's it that that's okay. to my knowledge is the best the simplest explanation <laughs> and immediately i want to go into like well then how do they direct it properly and how does it like because there are times where it is three-dimensional like it's going down yeah which like how would you do that if you yeah you, uh, you, like you know you could you could set up the water to be like flowing a certain way so the oh, paint true. goes with it or whatever <laughs> i'm asking all these questions like but how did they I don't uh, like <laughs> they clearly figured it don't out like they, yeah it all happened they just do and this is like a real thing that clouds look like. I've seen yeah. it over the mountains. Like over, if you have a big mountain range, they'll do that. And it'll be like a different color than the rest mm. of the sky. It's very upsetting to look at, but also that thing of like, so cool. And I love the unspoken thing of all those clouds. And when the UFO rave show is happening and the clouds are coming through, it's clearly the cover for the mothership. Like that's what um, hides it. Oh, did you think? I, I that's just what I've thought it was that. like yeah. them interacting with our atmosphere. Just cre It kicks up this disturbance. Oh, that's, like that's like a re-entry kind of thing? Yeah, like hitting yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 exactly. I can see that. Like the way that they move through our atmosphere or something like that, rather than an actual on-purpose cover. Because I always thought it was, yeah, to hide the mothership and then you send out your little probes mm. or whatever. I mean, that could very yeah. well be the case. Like, maybe that's why they short out the power instead of it's just an accident. I don't mm. know. Yeah. That's fair. Because, yeah, my thought being they'll send out the probes and whatever, but they're like, we're going to not jeopardize every <laughs> uh, alien. Right. That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I love that they built a little landing strip on yeah, the top so of the tower. <laughs> like, okay, please come in through here. <laughs> now right. Uh, so, yeah, the getting them to land. The synthesizer. Yes, my favorite. It's so, this is a real, like, wow, musicians can do it. <laughs> <laughs> my God, if I'd known that that was an option for my music degree, 
<laughs> I tell you. That's the ARP 250 synthesizer he's playing there. Nice. And the the guy playing it, that's not an actor, that's just the synthesizer technician. His right, His name is yeah. Philip Dodds. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, his only credit. Yeah, he just showed up to install it one day and they're like, you can play it too, right? I'm like, yeah. Do you want right. to just be in the movie? And like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> the wanna... most iconic piano player of all time, perhaps? Potentially, yeah. It's this and the pianist. I was going to say, I've never <laughs> seen the pianist, but possibly that often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... it's very cool. But to what you've been saying about all the communication things, mm. this only crystallized for me on this watch, I feel like. I never understood what the big light billboard was about, mm. but the idea of, okay, there's sound, yeah. we're going to add another dimension to this. Yes, yeah. yeah. Add another avenue so that they could be like, oh, they do understand because they're they're repeating our code. It yeah. just comes to us as sound, but mm. it's actually meant to be, yeah, whatever it is. And it's like the we hand signals aren't used a lot, but that's uh, like... Yeah. That's that's literally. I didn't have to learn it, but I know that the Kodai method. I'm, I don't know. If oh, I, I learned the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. So that we is... had a Hungarian music teacher <laughs> in my first year. Of, yeah. They'll wonder. Yeah. But it's great. It becomes very like the idea of you know the class we took was musicianship. Mm -hmm. It's evocative. <laughs> but the idea is to build several links in your brain, like reinforce movement uh, means something. The the tones mean something the mm. relationship of the tones to each other means something and you eventually like it just becomes it's like learning another language yeah. it really is and i like the way i didn't know i just read a little bit of about kodai method because mm. i know of its existence and how it works but i don't know how it came about mm. but it is it is a thing that like kodai didn't come up with most of it it's kodai it's combined a lot of things yes to yeah. do exactly this to like yeah. okay the hand signals are good uh, and combined with the solfege, and he added like m extra movement to it to make it yes. more of a communicatory language. But it's, yeah. I love its inclusion in this because the Kodai method is meant for five year olds. Children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant for people who <laughs> are have learning... not learned to communicate. Yes, yet. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's um, specific. I wrote a paper about this because it's super fascinating and mm. like it's meaning to Hungarian folk music and, like, the orchestral tradition. Yeah. Boring! Um, but it's, it's... I could hear you getting quieter, so like, I don't want to say that. No, shut up, Aaron. No. <laughs> um, nerds. It's meant to be a social exercise. Yes, yeah. As well as just a straight-up communication thing. So, again, you may not... It, it covers multiple methods of learning. You may not have a good ear for tones, yeah. but you can see people doing the different hand motions. Like, okay, I recognize that. I know mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're translating their intent to me in a way that I'm receiving in a way that makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's meant to build community and like foster communication, communication links when you may not, it may not be perfect for you to just mm -hmm. learn tones or just learn hand signals. Yeah, like if you can't sing, you can just say yeah. do re mi, and 100%. those and those mean, mean tones. Yeah. And when you've when you've established that do means this tone, that's what arrives in the other person's brain. Yeah, and I think that's so cool. It is so cool. I know somebody who is a nonverbal communicator who mm -hmm. just who went to like classes just to learn to communicate better sure. and they do it through Kodai method stuff like to be able to like Dope. build the links in your brain yeah. not to make you a verbally communicative person but in order to make sure that you can like make your needs known and all that yeah and it is just like okay we are just building the building blocks of how to communicate period. yes yeah just like yeah. absolutely demolishing the idea of solipsism just like 
No, everyone is experience. Yes, everyone is experiencing things differently, but that that experience like means something universally. Mm. It's so cool. And this this thing that they keep repeating over and over in the movie, like it's important. It means something. Mm. We think this is important. We think it's meant to mean something. <laughs> they keep saying it. Everyone keeps saying it, and it's like. You might not know what the message is, but you know that someone is giving you a message. And yeah. that is the building block of the communication. And that, yeah, that They're says so out. much on its own. Yeah. yeah. So great. So good. Yeah. Okay, but, music nerd time over. <laughs> but to, to say what is important to me on that, just that the implication of that, of the, the extraterrestrials being like, oh, they don't know how to communicate yet. Yeah. So let's give them the buildings blocks. Yes, let them figure yeah. it out a little bit. Then we'll take them through it and play a tuba at them very loudly <laughs> it always gets people's attention i will say that yeah. yeah that's such a fun like every time it's such a great fucking moment when they're doing like they're trying different keys they yeah. start the the five note repetition on different notes each time mm-hmm. and when they finally hit the one that is clearly like oh okay yes this is the correct one they go ba 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 and then the mothership tunes in bah, bah. <laughs> like yes we did it we connected on this <laughs> it's so cute that's interesting so when they're repeating it over and over and the alien ships are not responding, mm-hmm. do you take it as that? As like, oh, they're not, they haven't like hit the exact key that the aliens want? Yeah, I yeah. take it as like, I don't know, what would be the equivalent? Like you're, you're, <laughs> instead of saying hello, you're saying cupcake? Like just, you're, like you're oh, okay. using yes, English yes. words, but like not, not the way to start a sentence or a greeting. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, instead of saying "nice to meet you," it's "you meet nice have." Like it's it's all the right elements, but not arranged correctly. Exactly, yeah. it's a real case of like, well, I know the, all those words separately, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also speaking of like real fucking good shots, you see the kind of what you think are the aliens, the main aliens yeah. come through. Like they show up at the front of the mountain, and they're like, "Okay, good," and then the reveal of the mothership, and it's just unfathomably big tremendous yeah it's it's so like the shot of it rising and i don't think there's any music happening at this point rising from behind the tower and it's just like dwarfs the entire thing is such a fucking shot yeah oh again it could be so creepy and pulpy and like oh no they're here to destroy you but there's just a sense of like awe Mm -hmm. about it oh Mm. (laughs) delicious my fave shot and so they land, aliens come out, we all have a honky-dory time, yeah. the World War II pilots come back and all that. <laughs> I love this idea that the aliens are like, I can't deal with these guys. We're done with these. Take them back. <laughs> I made a mistake. And we get the perspectives, I guess. Mm, I'll have the little yes. church prayer. And uh, so really upsettingly weird. Very uh, Christian American nationalist. Yeah, I don't like prep. It. Uh, but they all march out, and the decision is made like, oh, let's include Roy Neary in here. I don't think I've realized they only take Roy. Yeah. Everybody else gets left behind. I know. I yeah. thought that everybody went in, including Roy. But this is like, no, no. we reject the military. We reject <laughs> the religion. Like we just want the guy who's like, this is his life now. Yeah, the guy who just wants to communicate. And yeah. Who just wants to, like, yeah. have someone hear him yeah. and feel, like, validated by Which, that. seeing that this time around, I'm like, oh, this is, like, the biggest win other than just himself <laughs> going that Lacombe could have gotten. Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it, when that moment when, like, 
you know, Jillian and Roy have been captured because they're civilians <laughs> and they're driving their station wagon into the military operation. Like, Lacombe and, and Bob Bellaban are sitting there, like, conversing in French and they're talking about, like, he, this, they're this going too fast some, for me. Yeah. What, yeah. what are they saying? They're here? talking about, like, he's, re- like, he, he doesn't, there's no malice. Like, he, he just needs to know, like, he's, He's being called. He can't help any of this. Like mm. he needs to know what's going on. Like I don't, I don't think he means any harm. Like it's that kind of okay, talking yeah. back and forth of like, why is he here? And Roy is watching him, and he's like, "Who are you guys?" And like, I think you know, that moment of like they understand each other. Yeah, I think is a, a real win for Lacombe of like they've found a way to relate to us. That's so mm. cool. Let's let's put Roy Neary in there. <laughs> this guy whose brain happens. chemistry is like <laughs> altered irrecoverably. <laughs> irrevocably how do you say that word you know what i mean yeah yep. i know what you mean i'm not gonna try it because i'm gonna mess it up real bad no that's fair <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i yeah. just like that a lot I, kindred spirit mm-hmm. and roy neary goes off and then we get the like the there's lots of uh tonal music leading up to it but like mm-hmm. the thing that is the the soundtrack to the close encounters of the third guy yes, that everybody yeah. remembers is like just the end credits pretty much because it's yeah. the big uh, like the musical credits. payoff yes yeah it's a real like <laughs> lead up and then literally the last possible second mm-hmm. then your soundtrack kicks in <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Uh, spielberg bittersweet happy but sad and yeah uh, real good that guy never saw his family again no right? and i like, like would he want to at this point like i, don't, know. I don't i think you're past that mm-hmm. you know Sucks for various reasons, yeah. but it does go to the Spielberg thing that he's always just like, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes things get broken and they can't get fixed. Yeah. Oops. Sometimes this is not the framework. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they kind of leave him behind, right? Like he's That's clearly true. having an episode of some kind as far as they know. And he's like, mm-hmm. I need help. I'm scared. Please hold me. And she won't do it. And like, yeah, you know, fair. This is scary for everyone. But I think that's, he's, he's done. He's off on another path now. Yep. 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 Spielberg, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. If you want to be very surface level about it, you can be like, it's just a midlife crisis. Like, it just, yeah. And that's enough to separate people for life. Yeah, fair. Yep. Um, the only other thing I was going to say about the soundtrack is E.T. gets all the credit for this one, but this is another movie that Spielberg edited to Williams' music. He oh, nice. There's a lot okay. less music than E.T. Yeah. But... It but it's there. Very much edited specifically to the soundtrack that was written and recorded before the movie was done. Nice. Which is very cool. I like that. I think all movies should be that. I agree. And Not biased at all. <laughs> we didn't spend 15 minutes talking about the importance of the Chloe <laughs> method. Uh, and I also like that uh, Spielberg says that NASA sent a 20-page letter to him during shooting telling him that releasing the film was very dangerous. Oh, for God's sake. In an interview, Spielberg said, quote, I really found my faith with the, the movie when I heard that the government was opposed to the film. If NASA <laughs> took the time to write me a 20-page letter, then I knew there must be something happening. Oh, boy. That's how you lend credence to conspiracy theories, baby. <laughs> Wow, 20 pages. Yeah. What could you possibly be talking about for 20 pages? It's just stop it over and over. (laughs) Come on. I'll be your friend. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, and otherwise, most of the stuff I wanted to talk about with Close Encounters, I I dropped in as we were talking about it. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely my big one. I, I love how many little tiny, like... Things that you don't normally think of as like translation types mm-hmm. um, come up in yeah. I I love the the 
I don't know, the, the idea, again, of, like, trying to represent something that only exists, as far as you know, in your mind. Yeah. Like, there's no... And it'll only ever be a representation mm -hmm. and not the actual thing. You can never put the thing from your brain into the real world. Um, yeah, and just, like, all the little ways that people, like, don't quite exactly line up their understanding but it's good enough and that's what <laughs> language is you yeah. know what i mean i the, language is a settling yeah language is fine <laughs> fuck it yeah yeah the, the scene that always really gets me is when he's woken them up for the first time and takes them to that bend in the road mm, where yeah. like everyone's waiting for the ufos and and she's kind of sleepy still, and, and he's trying to explain to her, like, it was, you know, it was like an ice cream cone. Like, he's trying to describe what's happening. Yeah. And all she can do is be like, was it like one of those Sarah Lee moon <laughs> yeah. pies? Like, like what flavor? searching around in the, in the inventory of your brain for, like, okay, like, yeah, describe this thing, represent it for me, yeah. you know? <laughs> trying to, like, find a way into whatever is happening. Like, ice cream? Sure, fuck it, let's go with ice cream. <laughs> I really enjoy that, because she's trying. Yeah. And there's just nothing for her to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. That's really good. She does ask about the flavor, too, right? Like, Yeah, she does, doesn't but, she? But like, that does feel like, of course you would ask that, because you're trying to figure out what's important that makes yes, it seem exactly. like an ice cream cone. Exactly. Yeah. What is it that made you say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. It's great. Uh, did you have any other final thoughts on, on this one? No, I just think it's it's such a classic Spielberg thing of being real pulpy like it's you could easily read this as a horror movie or like a yeah. sci-fi you know creepy movie the kid gets abducted and then it was aliens and the little gray men <laughs> uh, but it's it's got that undertone of like familial uh disrepair yeah you know? yeah it's very grounded in that as opposed yes. to yeah the other version which is just like oh the stakes of the world is ending yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, so I I think this is an a uh, very classic Spielberg, and I'm kind of I'm not mad that it took me this long to watch it mm. because I don't think I would have connected with it the same way as a kid for yeah, sure. That's fair. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it should be more widely considered a Spielberg classic. IMO. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those that it isn't. It's obviously not as big as like a Jaws or Jurassic Park or whatever. Sure. But those that have watched it are like hell yeah, like it's yeah. it's the real ride <laughs> or die. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, or it could be, uh, maybe this is the type of thing that it got, like, it was really successful when it came out. Mm, um, yeah. And maybe it was, like, people at that time, it was, like, widely, widely absorbed and, like, people loved it and it just didn't stay timely enough, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's a, when the reveal is, there are aliens. Or yeah. not even the reveal, but, like... Like yeah, okay, I know. Yeah. Like let's you know. I've, I I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like reading Dracula, right? Where you're like, <laughs> get he's to the Dracula. The walls and he has sharp teeth and only drinks red liquid. What could be happening here? You know what I mean? He's screaming at the book, like Jonathan. Yes. So in that same it's way, like I that. agree. If I saw it when I was younger, I would have been like, "Where's the aliens? Yeah. Why like, don't I see the aliens? Yeah. 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 For the more mature Spielberg, I feel like a <laughs> what real, I'm trying to say. <laughs> real pretentious dick. This way. <laughs> Give me aliens. Yeah. There's what about you? There's a place for all. The want the aliens up front and hide the aliens to the end. <laughs> Only backlight the aliens, please God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those masks look not great. Oh boy. 
they are clearly children wearing Halloween costumes. Yes, they are. Pretty good Halloween costumes. Yeah, not but, bad, yeah. not bad. Uh, but yeah, for me, the thing that I loved seeing it for the first time kind of caught me off guard, and it was really nice to revisit it for this. Yes, it's bittersweet and all that, uh, but it is... On the whole, it feels like a very optimistic science fiction movie, mm, which is yes. so rare to do in a way that's actually interesting, I feel like. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, those real, like, grounded stakes. Yeah. Yeah. And usually what that means is, like, it's grounded stakes, so the character, maybe the protagonist, is getting goddamn screwed, but it's good for society. This is a real, like, well, the protagonist is getting what he wants. He sees that he's broken stuff to get there. Yeah. He's maybe not that happy about it, but he, you know, it's great for him. Society is, like, evolving and growing. It feels like very much the old sci-fi books that I like, like <laughs> your your bigger H.G. Wellses and such. Like, there's a lot of horror things yeah, in there. Yeah, sure, sure. Maybe but... more like Arthur C. Clarke. Maybe something more like that. Oh, but, yeah. The yeah. hard sci-fi stuff of, like, this is for the progression of society. Yes, the the next step in the species, without it being, like, and the next step is... Leaving behind humans. Yeah, yeah. no <laughs> more feelings, I'll yeah. step on your neck. Like, that... <laughs> yeah. It's a very, like, organic feeling of, like, wow, there's it's a bigger world out there, bigger yeah. universe. Excitement to explore it instead of, like, oh, no, we're losing our footing in the universe kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it gives... A very subtle middle finger to the military, which I am a fan <laughs> of, too. Uh, plus, it's a fun road trip, so there you go. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> More movies should be about a fun road trip to a cool man. <laughs> I, what a <laughs> summation of yeah. this movie. <laughs> My one sentence review of Close Encounters. Fun road trip. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Take his letterbox away. That's uh, great. Well, then it is now time for us to throw out some recommendations or some double bill ideas into yes. the stratosphere here. So I'd love for you to take us away and let me know what you think. Will do. I like that you said it's kind of an optimistic uh, look, whereas yeah. that's not always the case with these types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... I think this is... Uh, I, I'd say this is more the heavy one. It's less mm. like an artsy movie than it is just there's some real, like, raw emotions in it. Okay. Um, Close Encounters is or the year? Close Encounters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm going with, like, definitely a lighter, like, mm. comedic one, but with still that same, like, emotional core. Sure. Of, like, oh, no, it's hard to watch something happen to somebody you love, but it, like, it, you're, you just can't understand them as a person and like all the stuff that gets in the way of that. So I'm going to pair this with a movie that I also did not watch until very recently. Um, the adaptation of a play from 1950, mm-hmm. uh, starring Jimmy Stewart, Josephine Hull, Charles Drake. I'm going to pair this with the movie Harvey about oh. <laughs> a man who sees a six foot tall white rabbit everywhere he goes and is best friends with the rabbit whose name is Harvey (laughs) and what everyone else in his life tries to do about it. Oh yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) This is directed by Henry Coster and again was like very well received at the time. Um, Even it's a stage or an adaptation of a stage play and everyone was like, yeah, it really loses none of the energy from the stage, which is unusual. Mm. Um, So again, just taking this idea that like already exists and kind of making a movie out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically about like people not communicating properly, right? Yeah. Or not having the framework to like, they can't get beyond their own 
way of approaching a situation or a problem. Yeah, like they're seeing they're seeing the problem, but not anything else about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, ultimately, like it's about a guy who can't explain what he's seeing or why he's seeing it, and Mm -hmm. it causes problems for everybody else. But he's perfectly happy with it. Yes, he is. Um, He's not gonna let go of it. Mm -hmm. He realizes that it's a problem, but that but because everyone else thinks it's a problem, it's Mm -hmm. a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is everybody else. which is a good lesson to learn. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, yeah, and just, you know, it's got that same emotional core of... It's ultimate, like, it's it's supposed to be kind of a, like, funny, like, oh, no, they institutionalized the wrong person. Like, you know... Yeah, there's a little pers- bit of 50s screwballing. Yes, in there, screwball, yeah. exactly. His sister goes to, like have him committed basically because he ruined a party you know insisting that harvey was there he's not hurting anybody um and they hear her describing the rabbit you know as he sees it but they decide she's the crazy one and they lock her up and like this was a absolutely horrific place to be in the 50s was like a sanatorium you know but so there is that element of like oh no like i'm being abandoned like people can't handle what having me in their lives means yeah. and they can't like relate to me or communicate properly with me and so I'm I'm being left to my own devices and like you know is he crazy or is he like you know <laughs> there, there's some late movie reveals yeah. that like the, the close encounters has the like this underlying like it is kind of scary yeah i and know this like the back half of harvey is like this is kind of this is menacing yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit much but it's just got this real like again i i like the energy on jimmy stewart and richard dreyfus both because yes. they just seem like they've just very like affable like likable guys but there is that weird little core of darkness that they have where you're like this person could snap <laughs> Is that a real smile or is that... (laughs) very plasticky, you know. Um, But just because they're so, like, they're they're good at at really getting to the core of the emotion in their movies. And, yeah, I I like that you said it's optimistic because it is, you know, seeing people as people, individuals with their own experiences and their own way of interpreting the world you know (laughs) and how you can like how hard that is and how much stuff you have to let go of to to kind of make those connections with other people to not be like well mine is the only framework yeah you have to make allowances that you really reflexively do not want to make (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) yeah so i i uh i like that movie very much it's it's a weird one but it is a good one yes i agree with that it's a a lot of tones in it but uh, (laughs) But so does uh Close Encounters got five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute little ringtone. Yep. So that's my movie. I'm going with uh Harvey. If you if you like Close Encounters, I do feel like you would enjoy watching Harvey. Yeah, the it's energy is lighter. weirdly very similar. Yes, yeah. A little screwbally, but like a dude who everyone just kinda wants to help, but in the sense that they just want him to like kinda shut up and go away <laughs> about it, you know? And yeah. the possibly alien intruder <laughs> in their lives. <laughs> You just mentioned ringtone there. I wanted to throw out. I do you remember Nokia cell phones? Hell yeah. Their ringtone was the Close Encounters. Oh, was it? Thing. Like that was the built-in <laughs> the ringtone default? for all of their phones for like the first five, ten years or whatever. They what existed. is the? Who was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, nice. Anyway, it's very I, classic. It's very rare that Nokia takes forefront in my brain, but it just <laughs> Gotta happened. give it its due. Yep. That's fair. 
So uh, I don't have a have a double bill title for it. Uh, yeah, I don't have a d- double bill title. Very for good. It. <laughs> I had nothing else to follow that up. Well, with. very good because I don't have one either. Perfect. What's uh, yours? Well, mine is I. I wanted to find something that was another like optimistic but bittersweet sci-fi experience because sure. it is such a specific flavor flavor <laughs> what i wanted to say vibe oh <laughs> i see wow okay hmm. a specific flavor or vibe that <laughs> this uh, podcast's about language <laughs> <laughs> that um it's not that it's very absent it's just that it's so it's so specific in what this movie makes me feel that I wanted to try and find another thing to help articulate it. Sure. Like, hey, my idea come out of every yeah. So this is really based on vibes alone more than a strict one-to-one thing. And also, I just want more people to watch this movie, is uh, throw this on with Starman from 1984. Oh, yes, totally. Um, Same vibes. This is very, like, weirdly... Uh, Close Encounters, again, is the heavier, I would call it, if I had to call it the artier version, it would be the artier version, where Starman does feel much more like, here's a Hollywood product. Yeah. Like, you can tell somebody was like, ooh, we need an explosion at some point, so let's put it here. Um, We've got to make them kiss. Yes. But it has the same flavor of the way that it leaves you is very, like, wow, it's yeah. very heart-opening and, like... Repairing after a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Same exact vibes. That's really, uh, that's bang on. And the reason I want more people to watch it is because I feel like even <laughs> Carpenter heads are... Like, well, they'll not mention it as much as, as the other ones that come around that time. So this yeah. is 1984, right, in real solid Carpenter territory. Yes, yeah. Uh, and if you don't know it as much, a little tiny two-sentence thing. When an alien takes the form of a young widow's husband and asks her to drive him from Wisconsin to Arizona, the government tries to stop them. Yep, actually, that's pretty much exactly yep. the thing, yeah. It's a road great, trip with two buddies. <laughs> yes, great road trip movie. It's very funny. Uh, I think it's Jeff Bridges' first starring role. I think you might be right where he's not, like, third build or yeah. whatever. Yeah. He got nominated for an Oscar for it. Yeah, he goddamn did, and he deserved it. It is a wild performance. <laughs> it is... Bold choices up and down the board. You think, like, for like, sure. You see what he's doing five minutes in, you're like, oh, I'm going to get tired of this. No, you no. want it to never end. Yeah. <laughs> he's a performer. You want him to act like this in every movie he's in. <laughs> Remake Starman. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Make him do it again. Um, yes. Great one. More people should watch this. But yeah, uh, broad strokes, it's also about first contact kind sure. of encounters, how you communicate with a, in a first contact scenario. It's also about saying fuck you to the military. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How the, that automatic, like, I don't understand or like it, destroy it. Kill it, it yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's the, like, the basis is, like, broken family stuff and learning to cope with that and mm-hmm. move through it. Yeah, I just... Jerry Spielberg territory. It gives me the exact... Set, like, I know the final shot before it cuts to credit is another one that is just in my head forever. <laughs> sure. Uh, as that, like, that exact encapsulation of... It is very sad how this is ending, but it is so hopeful and so, like, powerfully optimistic in a non-saccharine way that feels very, yeah, it's very moving to me, and more people should watch Starman, because John Carpenter, just, this just in, he's very good at making movies, so, um... (laughs) Yep, agree. Hard agree. I'll call it Starsman. That's my double build. Star stars man. Close and starsters. And close close encounters with a stars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> no, oh man. Absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah. No notes. So that's uh, 
go out and watch Starman. It'll make me happy. Do it. Watch Harvey too, because it's just it's bonkers. It's yeah. a lot of fun. That was a real. I remember I was watching Harvey for the first time. It was real like, hey, this one seems funny. Let's throw yeah. it on. And by the end, being like, oh, oh my, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they almost lobotomize a man in a non-funny way. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Quite something. Yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you got a real satisfied Uh, kind of face. It's not often... Yeah, you're right. The sci-fi is so uplifting in that way where it doesn't feel sappy. Like, right now, the the fashion du monde is uh, very dystopian and all that, which, like, I love a good dystopia. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Takes my mind off the real one. (laughs) Yep. But having these not, yeah, these non-saccharine utopian, not even utopian, just like... A positive way forward. Yeah. It's very nice to see depicted in a way that feels, obviously it's not realistic, but it feels Mm. like reality. Yeah. Yeah. If this, if, if then, right? If this happened, here's what would be nice to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Sweet. Well, uh, I think that will do us for... Another week of Spielberg talking. So uh, you can find us on Garbage. No, what am I trying to... I'm not even reading not... anything. I just... <laughs> you just started looking out into the distance just as you went... Jeff Bridges and his insane <laughs> Doing Starman his little twitchy... <laughs> All right. You can find us on the internet at Gartbage Pod on Twitter and Instagram, G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E Pod. You can also find me on Twitter at Maclebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. I'm not reading this either. Is this no, impressive this is to you? Good. All right. Thank How you. about you? <laughs> Thank you for taking the right. I've collected myself and I can be found at Dick R. Navis on uh, Twitter only. Tell me if you watch Starman so we can talk about Jeff Bridges being a weirdo. Hell yeah. Uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice because we want more people to watch Starman. We do. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Starman podcast now. <laughs> We're star fans. Uh, and you can join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all. Ha, 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 ha.